the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I see my name in shiny lights, yeah, a different city every night, oh, I, I swear, the world better prepare for when I'm a billionaire. It's time to get down to business on the weekend's number one business program. Known as the king of networking, your host, Shalom Klein, has worked with thousands of entrepreneurs and created countless jobs. So, to success, let's get down to business. We are all about small business, jobs, and entrepreneurship and business. We talk a lot about business here. You are on with Get Down to Business, and I'm your host, Shalom Klein. Remember, you can always download podcasts from Get Down to Business on my website at ShalomKlein.com. And while you're there, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at ShalomKlein. It's going to be a jam-packed week of content and information you won't want to miss. It's a live show. You can call on 312-642-5600, 312-642-5600. And if you have not yet done so, like our, fa- our page on Facebook, Get Down to Business with Shalom Klein. And that's where you can see uh, what is going on here um, behind the scenes in the studio um, we are streaming this through Facebook Live, so tune in. I'm thrilled to be joined. We've got a jam-packed lineup and a very, very packed studio uh, here in beautiful Elk Grove Village. Thrilled to be joined by uh, by Brooke and Jennifer, um, who have a really a fascinating story and a fascinating uh, journey. Uh, Jennifer, uh, you are the Director of Financial Opportunities at Lisk Chicago, and uh, you have brought a wonderful, wonderful guest with you. Um, Brooke is uh, here in studio. Uh, quite a journey. Let's uh, let's start uh, with you, uh, Brooke. Uh, tell me a little bit about uh, yourself. Well, I am a uh, Chicago native, born and raised on the South Side, Bridgeport. Um, basically, uh, had some uh, made some poor life uh, choices, some poor decisions that got me some places that. Um, I didn't want to be, and for the past just about uh, two years, I have uh, successfully um, turned turned my life um, around. Uh, that's fantastic, and and we all have uh, have sort of these journeys. That's the term that I used, and I I truly believe that we that we have those journeys, and you take advantage of of uh, the the gifts um, uh, of God and the 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 wonderful wonderful people. Uh, in your life, and I know that uh, that Jennifer has been one of those people. Jennifer, as I mentioned, you are with Lisk Chicago, and uh, you have introduced Brooke and her family to a wonderful uh, program, wonderful resource. Let's talk about that and how you met each other. All right, thank you. Um, so I work for Lisk Chicago, and so we're a national community development organization. We're based here in Chicago, and a part of our work is bringing resources to neighborhoods to make them stronger and healthier. One of those resources is our Financial Opportunity Center Network. And what that is is places where people can go in the city to get access to a financial coach to talk about their finances, workforce development services to help them with their career, and access to public benefits. And Brooke came to one of our centers, the Center for Changing Lives in Logan Square. And she came there, and they kind of helped her along the journey. That's fantastic. So uh, 
obviously Brooke is is here and 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 willing to to share her story. Um, let's talk about some of the specifics of a, a the numbers of people that have been helped. I know Brooke is one of many, which is just so inspiring and so amazing. Um, but I let's talk specifically about some of the resources that are available to Chicagoans. I, it, it is fantastic and truly you are changing lives and helping people turn the corner so specifically you come into one of these centers and most people come in and want to support helping to get a job and so through that process they get to talk to a financial coach about their finances so looking at their budget their balance sheet their credit score and really kind of help them develop a goal for their life around their finances and the coach is there to walk with them along that journey of achieving that goal that they set up that's fantastic. So, Brooke, um, you uh, have started uh, to turn that corner. Uh, what are some of your goals? What are some of the things that you are working towards that over the coming year or, or even five years, um, where do you hope to be uh, w- together uh, with, your, with your family? Well, um, currently I'm working on uh, building my credit uh, through the help of uh, Center for Changing Lives. Um, my goal is basically to continue uh, to improve my credit. Um, goals are, are many, um, you know, to be gainfully, happily, um, happily employed. Um, Center for Changing Lives can potentially um, help me with that. Um, I'm not sure what other <laughs> goals I have. Well, just that, that's great, and that <laughs> that are those are all huge milestones that uh, that that you uh, think back uh, to a couple of years ago where where you were and and where you are now mm-hmm. and where you hope to be, and hopefully that can be an inspiration. That's the goal of having you on. Hopefully that can be an inspiration um, to others. So um, so. Jennifer, tell me a little bit about some of the, 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 you mentioned Logan Square as an example, but let's talk about some of the numbers um, for people that have been helped. And, and it's not just numbers, it's really it's lives that have been changed. Yes, it is alive. So we've been doing this work for a little over 12 years. So we've helped thousands of Chicagoans like Brooke, help them increase their credit score. For some people, they have no score when they come in the door. So they actually get scored. We help people get jobs. Sometimes they may start in a job less than minimum wage. So we help them get to a higher wage. We have training opportunities for them. We have people that come through one of our centers, North Lawndale Employment Network. They help people become diesel mechanics. So I think about a client that they helped get a job at CTA and over three years now he went from making $11 an hour to making over $20 an hour. So we have a lot of different success stories. That's great. And, and um, Brooke, is there anybody that you want to sort of give a shout out? Obviously, Jennifer's standing next to you mm-hmm. here in studio, but is there anybody from the LISC team that you specifically want to call out um, that have been helpful in that journey? Um, I'll give a shout out to Natalie at Center for Changing Lives. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's mm-hmm. wonderful. So, uh, Jennifer, back over to you. Uh, is there uh, how can people, our listeners that are tuning in, business owners or people that that frankly need need the help? What can they do? Now, of course, we'll share the website in a moment so people can actually learn how to take advantage of the resources. But for somebody that that's willing to to give, willing to help, what can they do? Are there volunteer opportunities available? Yes. So um, there's LISC at our organization. Then we work with ten partners which are listed on our website, and they always can use the help of volunteers. Um, Obviously, monetary resources are helpful as well. And so um, I'm going to give our website at the end of the uh, 
presentation and then you can go there and figure out all of the the details there on how to donate and give your time that's fantastic so uh so Brooke, you're you're well underway in your journey. Um, we we sort of uh, glossed over this, but uh, tell me a little bit about your family that have been al- along for the ride. So it's just me and my uh, four year old daughter, and uh, we've actually been. When I first went to uh, Center for Changing Lives, uh, she was not with me uh, full time, and I'm happy to say that she now is through uh, you know the work that I've been doing and. Uh, basically the commitment that I uh, have. Well, congratulations once again to you and uh, keep it up. And and we're all here uh, cheering for you, rooting you on. And hopefully uh, we'll have our listeners that will hopefully step up, volunteer, donate, of course. Um, What a fantastic program. Center for Changing Lives, List Chicago. We've we've shared stories of other programs and other departments and other resources in the past. But um, as we're running out of time, I want to make sure that we uh, we share the website, um, Jennifer, if you don't mind, tell us how uh, how people can get in touch. So our website is LISC, L-I-S-C, dash Chicago dot org. LISC Chicago. One more time. Um, let's let's uh, make sure that, that people have that website one more time. So that's LISC, L-I-S-C, dash Chicago dot org. Check us out. Fantastic. Well, uh, Jennifer McLean, thank you so much for coming here in studio, bringing um, Brooke along. Um, Brooke, once again, congratulations on your uh, on your journey, on your success, and I cannot wait to see what uh, what your future holds. And I'd love to stay in touch and hopefully uh, follow your follow your journey uh, over the next while. And and to our listeners, I, I certainly implore you to uh, get involved. Lisk is truly changing lives. It's not just about numbers; it's about the uh, the 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 impact and uh, the impact. This is just one of the many, many stories you can support by donating. You can support in so many other ways and uh, get get in touch, lisk-chicago.org. Um, so once again, ladies, thank you so much for joining us here in studio. Coming up, um, as I mentioned, I've got a jam-packed studio. Um, Mike Leon um, from Athena Investor Services will be joining me after our very quick break. Um, we have uh, Joseph Bartopinka also here in studio talking about a book about his mother, um, the uh, the wonderful Judy Bartopinka. Um, and uh, we'll also be talking with Ralph Welburn um, later on in the program. A very, very full lineup. We're powered by our good friends at Tandem HR, your solution center. You can find them online, tandemhr.com. Or give them a call, 630-928-0510. And uh, we'll be back in just a few moments after this quick break. Welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. And it's stories like like Brooks that, uh, that make this all worthwhile, being able to share those stories, share those resources. But as our listeners surely know, we like to bring on experts. And my next guest is a cryptocurrency expert. Um, Mike Leon is joining me here in studio. Of course, you would know that if you had liked our Facebook page, Get Down to Business, and uh, because we are streaming it live, so like that page. Mike Leon, welcome to the program. Uh, thank you very much. Exciting to be here today. Absolutely. So uh, you are, as mentioned, a cryptocurrency expert. Um, you are known... Um, nationwide, um, working with Athena Investor Services. So uh, let's start with you. Uh, cryptocurrency is a fascinating space, and we're going to talk a little bit about it. Um, who are you? And and it's, uh, tell us a little bit about your background. Sure. So let me tell you how I got into this. And it it really is a highly disruptive technology that I think we're in the really early days of. Um, my background was when I uh, graduated college in the early 80s, 
I uh, worked for a trading firm on the floor of the CBOE. I traded for a while. And then um, for the last 20 years prior to coming on to Athena, um, I ran um, the equity risk management group at Northern Trust. And in that group, um, I was working a lot with clients that had large concentrations of single stock because they were corporate executives. They had sold the business to a publicly traded company in a stock-for-stock deal, or they were getting uh, distributions from venture capital and private equity. And it was from that that um, uh, I met the founders of Athena and became really interested in cryptocurrencies. It's uh, it's a fascinating background, and and you've had uh, a, a a very interesting ride in getting to this point. Some uh, some pretty prominent companies along the way, and it is uh, you you started this uh, that that you mentioned by by saying uh, it's disruptive, and I think that that is a uh, probably a, a pretty good description. So Athena Investor Services. So you are uh, based on your website. You guide clients through the digital currency landscape. What does that mean? Tell us about the team at Athena and, and what you guys do. Sure. So I think what's really interesting when you look at the founders of Athena, they were really early adopters of crypto assets and distributed ledger technologies or the blockchain. And they saw this as a really as a world changing transformational technology. And so they started both investing in digital assets very early on, Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum. But they also started two businesses. The first business is, uh, is um, we have Bitcoin ATMs. And we have 72 Bitcoin ATMs in six states, plus three in Latin America, one in Argentina and two in Colombia, that allow individuals to go and buy Bitcoin 24 hours a day, seven days a week from these kiosks, uh, uh, machines located again throughout the country. Um, in the ATMs, you can only buy up to $10,000 worth of um, Bitcoin. If you have an interest in buying more, and what I do is I run basically uh, Athena Investor Services, which is a high-touch business to help clients invest, use, and trade in Bitcoin in the amounts between 10000 and $5 million. And we do get a lot of clients that are coming in that want to buy 200000 Sometimes it's 50000 but we're, we're seeing a continual flow uh, of business from people that want to um, have a small position in this emerging technology. So what sets Athena apart from, uh, from other companies that uh, are also uh, sharing the market? So I think when you look at where a lot of our competition is, there, there are names that you might have heard about. Coinbase, for example, um, or Gemini, which are two exchanges. The difference between what they do and what we offer is we offer a high-touch service. You can call me up. You can talk to me about the market. You can get our views, and we will make you a price on anything that you would like to do. When you're talking about a lot of these exchanges, it's really hard to talk to an individual. And so what we're seeing is a lot of clients that want help in, in how to hold the currencies. They want some information. And they want to be able to talk to somebody. And that's our big competitive advantage in the market. Interesting. So who are uh, potential I- investors? Um, why, why would somebody want to be talking about cryptocurrency? Uh, isn't it risky? Uh, sort of help us demystify um, what is truly a fascinating and, 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 as you said, disruptive space. 
So I think <clears throat> the way that you have to think about um, blockchain and cryptocurrencies is that <clears throat> when you look at what's happening in the world right now, the largest hotel company in the world owns no hotels and no hotel rooms, and it's Airbnb. <laughs> the largest transportation company in the world owns no cars and no planes, and it's Uber. Uh, the largest retailer does have a few stores now in Amazon, but it's the digitalization of everything. And this is the digitalization of value and money over the Internet. Now, the way that I look at this in my own personal investments in crypto is that I want to have a small exposure. And when I mean small, I think between 3 to 8% of your investment portfolio in something like this is probably where you want to be. This is a highly volatile, highly risky asset class, and it could go to zero. But it's also, I think, very possible that we could see this up 20 or 40 times in the next three to five years. You know, when you look at something like Facebook, Facebook went public in 2012. Today, Facebook is bigger than Wells Fargo, Boeing, GM, Ford combined. And a lot of, when you look at the technology companies that have been so transformational in this digital age, because the companies that are doing well are all digital technology companies. And the companies that are struggling are companies like GE, because we're moving away from that, uh, from essentially the big manufacturing to the digitization of uh, information. And that's really what cryptocurrencies allows you to get is exposure in a decentralized um, blockchain that I think is going to become really interesting going forward. So once again, we're chatting with Mike Leon, who is a uh, nationally well-regarded expert in the world of uh, cryptocurrency blockchain. And Mike, I've followed, um, although I have to say nowhere nearly as closely as, as you have clearly, I've followed uh, the uh, uh, blockchain in, in, in the news. And uh, it, I've been fascinated and I'm curious, what changes have you seen in the acceptance of uh, of bitcoin and and cryptocurrency in general and where do you see things going over the coming years well i i think that acceptance right now um we are really at the early early stages and we're trying to i think gather whether or not this technology is going to work and whether or not it can be scaled but I think what's interesting <clears throat> is that when you look at innovations, they are always looked at initially with either ridicule or nobody believes it's real. And you can go back to the telephone. You know, when the telephone was initially invented, it was going to be for telegraph operators to talk to other telegraph operators. Nobody had the idea that you would actually be able to pick up a phone and talk to somebody. The Internet in 1993 to 1997 was laughed at. Nobody thought it would be a way to distribute information. Um, and even something like cars. When cars were first invented, they were looked at as toys for the rich. So I think what we're seeing right now is a disruptive technology that has the potential, I think, to um, allow value to be sent over the Internet to anyone for basically for free. And I think that that is really powerful. And, you know, when you look at something even like Twitter, Twitter really allows instant global messaging around the world for free. If you had told somebody 50 years ago that you'd be able to talk to anybody and send information around the world for free, 
they would have thought you were crazy. And so I think that that's what we're looking at with um, the blockchain and Bitcoin is a technology that has the potential to be highly disruptive, but it's at very early stages right here. Uh, and and for those that are listening that uh, still have questions and that wants to get in on the space, there's nobody better to talk to than Mike Leon um, from Athena Investor Services. Make it easy on the website. There's uh, certainly a, a full page of frequently asked questions. And as you said, Mike, uh, the 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 differentiator over here is that Athena is a high touch investment services for digital currency and digital assets. And that is unique. That's different. You see a lot of websites that are out there, and it's very quick. It's the, it's do the transaction. You clearly have a, a specific niche in the market, and uh, it's certainly helping your uh, your clients and those investors. So, Mike, we are out of time, and I want to make sure that people can find um, you uh, and get in touch. Um, what's the best method uh, to follow up? So they should go to our website, athenainvestorservices.com, um, fill out the initial um, <clears throat> questionnaire, and someone will be happy to get back to you. And again, even if you just want to talk and learn more about uh, cryptocurrencies, we're happy to give you all the information that you could possibly want. Excellent. AthenaInvestorServices.com. Um, lots of resources on that site. Um, we're going to go to the headlines in just a moment, but we've got more for you on Get Down to Business after this break. You're listening to the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Get Down to Business. As promised, I'm thrilled to be joined by Ralph Walburn, the author of a brand new book, Topple, The End of the Firm-Based Strategy and the Rise of New Models for Explosive Growth. Ralph, welcome to the program. Thank you. Happy to be here. Absolutely. So you've spent over 25 years providing business and technology advisory services to private and public sector organizations globally. Um, tell me a little bit about uh, about sort of what led to the uh, to the writing for, uh, of this fantastic new book that, of course, is available on Amazon, but we'll share that uh, we'll share more information as we get further along in the conversation. Yeah, I actually I, I, I felt the need to write. I actually had no interest in writing another book. I was I was more than sufficiently busy, and yet the more work I, I was doing with different industries around the world, the more I saw that many many firms were were doing the same thing over and over again, and and they. There's a character that I've always really, really enjoyed from literature, and she's the Red Queen from Alice in Wonderland. And she's a character, I don't know if you remember, but she's a character who runs faster, faster and faster, but stays in the same place. And and she struck me to be a very apt analogy with what a lot of businesses were doing, which is, wow, what's the sexy new thing I need to invest in, whether it's AI or digital or innovation or whatever it happens to be. It struck me. That, that a lot of firms were running the Red Queen race. And yet at the same time, the topple rate of companies was accelerating. By topple rate, I mean the, the relative change in position. So 80% of the firms that, that were on the Fortune 500 or the Global 2000 20 years ago are no longer on there. So, Ralph, so, uh, Ralph uh, something that, that jumped out of me uh, in, in the book is, and a really, really core question that you helped to answer, um, which I, I was very impressed by. And, and just to give a quick teaser to our listeners, it's really talk about how instead of pushing products that you uh, that that how people can own a problem, meet a specific customer need. And yeah. or tackle specific friction. I think that's something that that is really important. Often 
business owners just get into a specific grind, a specific rhythm. Um, you use the term ecosystem. So tell me a little bit about how your experiences led to, I guess, answering that question. Well, as I mentioned, a lot of people are running this red queen race, which means they're doing this old stuff. And you think about it, it makes sense. Because businesses, I believe, are optimized for a world that doesn't exist anymore. And, and what I mean by that is they've been very, very successful in terms of, of, of selling and creating and distributing their products or services they deliver. So, of course, it makes sense. But the problem is, if the world shifts, and I fundamentally believe our competitive world has shifted, then what you did before just isn't relevant today. It nearly is relevant. So the products and services that you develop, it's simply selling more or adding new features onto the products that you've got today is not going to make you successful. So you've explained that you've explained the challenge. And I want to make sure that we sort of tease out that, that solution Um, in, 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 we don't have a lot of time, but um, can you, can you explain some of the suggestions that you share in once again, in, in your new book, topple the end of the firm based strategy and the rise of new models for explosive growth. What are some of those solutions that you recommend to business owners? Yeah, so one of the things, one of the most pragmatic steps is that to think about there's for every business, there have been about 20% of capabilities by which we define those as skill sets and technology assets that drive the majority of your business. It's always been that way. So if you're in a changed world, then it's only logical that there would be a new 20%. So figuring out what that what the existing 20% is and then what the new 20% is you need is really critical. Let me make it really tangible here. So I was working with, with an insurance company uh, in the Midwest, and they and their argument was, well, look, our core value we offer is how we price risk, and all of our capabilities or most of our capabilities around around that asset of pricing risk. What happens in a world? This executive said, is if our core value we offer to our our, our customers is not pricing risk, but preventing accidents. So think about that, because the twenty percent of capabilities to price risk is different from the capabilities needed to prevent accidents. So when he when he actually understood that fundamental shift, he said, "Good grief, what do I do now? It's not mm-hmm. going to be enough to simply polish up my my product I have today. There will be a new capabilities I need because the problem point that I'm going to where I'm going to plant my flag for value is not pricing risk." Fascinating. Accident. Fascinating. Once again, we're chatting with the author of the new book, Topple, um, Ralph Welburn. Um, what a fascinating uh, journey that you've had and uh, fascinating uh, sort of problem that you've set out to solve. I don't want to tease too much of this because we want to make sure that our listeners buy the book. It's available on Amazon. Um, Ralph, do you mind sharing uh, one more time that title and uh, anywhere else that you'd like uh, our listeners to, uh, to check out and read more information on, on, uh, on your writings and a little bit about you? Sure. The, so the, the title of the book is, is Topple, the End of Firm-Based Strategy and the Rise of New Models of Explosive Growth. And the way to find more about it and to contact me is at clearprism.com. Clearprism.com. Absolutely. And you can yep. purchase the book uh, either on Kindle or on hard, in hardcover format on, um, on Amazon. Um, Ralph Welburn, thanks so much for joining us on the air. Coming up, another uh, another author. I'm going to be joined by Joe uh, Joseph Bartspinka, uh, talking a little bit about his mother, Just Judy. Uh, that will uh, be right after this very quick break.
Hey, welcome back to the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. You're listening to Get Down to Business. I'm your host, Shalom Klein. And as our listeners know, I love to bring on uh, role models. And uh, my next guest, I've been looking forward to this conversation for quite a while. I'm thrilled to be joined by Joseph Bartopinka, the son of, uh, of, of Judy. And uh, the title of, of, uh, of Joe, of your, of your book, it's called Just Judy. Um, first of all, welcome to the program. Thank you, Mr. Klein. Or can I say shalom? Shalom, absolutely. Thank you very much, sir. Well, it's great to have you. And um, Judy, uh, your mom and I uh, met. We we didn't have a lot of interaction, but she inspired me. Uh, or sh- the the bipartisan uh, spirit that that energy that she brought. I was with her just a few months before she passed, and and she was a bundle of energy and an inspiration to really everybody that. That met her, and I know that you are involved in passing along that legacy um, to uh, to the next generation and hopefully long beyond. But Joe, I want to start um, by asking you, what in the world are you wearing? Well, Shalom, I'm glad you're asking that. And for those of people who are watching uh, um, in the streaming video, I'm actually wearing a um, Czech Republic uh, hockey jersey. And uh, I'm a good friend of mine, Krista Matlock, who went to college with me, knew of my pride in Czech heritage and my mother's pride in Czech heritage. And so I'm wearing the, the coat of arms for the Czech Republic because I think one of the th- key things that you get out of the book and the, one of the key things I think you always would get from my mother was that she was very proud of her heritage mm-hmm. and she always wanted to instill that in me. She wanted to instill that in her granddaughter. But more importantly, what she loved was the fact that she could love her heritage. It made her love other people's heritage so let's even talk, more. Let's talk about Judy Bartopinka. Um, tell me a little bit about your mom. Um, energy, um, ferocity, uh, passion, inspiration, hard work. Um, she wanted to make things better. She had this incredible desire to make things better. And if it was a matter of uh, maybe good government, maybe it was a matter of perseverance, maybe it was a matter of advocating, I think she wanted good government. And with that good government, I think she wanted good management and leadership to come together you know, I teach students this all the time. You can't necessarily – good managers aren't necessarily good leaders, and good leaders aren't necessarily good sure. manage, managers. But when you get somebody who's a good manager and a leader, wow. And I got to tell you something. Mom, on a good day, gave – represented some of the best of both. So your, your mom, um, she, she has filled so many different roles in the in the public eye. Um, we've seen her as a member of the Illinois House of Representatives. Uh, she she was she served as the Illinois Comptroller, um, and she was actually uh, elected uh, to a uh, to a role, and then passed shortly uh, shortly after that election. Um, tell tell us a little bit about what our listeners might not know about about your mom as a as a child uh, growing up as 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 a wife as a mother, and perhaps behind the scenes as a state politician. I think people probably would be surprised at the fact that she was a mother. Um, people come up to me today and say, I didn't know Judy Bartopinka had a son. Well, Judy Bartopinka did have a son, and her son was on active duty for 20 years, right. which uh, required me to be very quiet. Um, there are a lot of rules in the, in the federal government that really do not allow you to get into political activities. So it was very awkward to always be in an audience, and my mother would say, hey, I got somebody to introduce you to, and he's in the audience. And then people say, why aren't you up there? Well, <laughs> There's some rules I got to follow. Thank you for your service. Yeah, well, thank you, thank you, thank you very, thank you for your appreciation. Um, I, I was a, a military lawyer and I, I, I worked hard, um, but she was a mother, and I think that's an important thing to know. Most people don't realize she was a journalist, 
And um, as I've been going through the state, uh, I have found some of her old articles. Um, my mother was actually an incredibly great writer. And in, in this book is basically designed for young people, but adults like it as well. I've put some of her articles in there. And there's one article about Spiro Agnew, which most people will not even know this name, but that goes back to the Nixon administration. When you read the article, you see that she never changed. Her attitude was the same from when she was a journalist to when she was in public office. Um, but she was a mother. She was a wife. Yes, it, it, the marriage didn't work out, but it, it was it – was, she, she had a high school sweetheart just like a lot of other people did. And, and what's amazing, this is Shalom, is that she grew up in a very loving family. Um, a little crazy, as she would say, but she grew up in a loving family that was very proud of its heritage. And, and here's another thing you, most people don't know. She spoke another language before she spoke English. Really? She spoke Czech first. So, And I talk about that in the book because I want people in this state, in this country, but mostly in this state, to realize that if you come to this state and you know another language, you can still fit in because there's a ways of learning and there's ways of growing and there's ways of adapting. And that's so, what my mother did. So uh, I'm chatting uh, with my guest here in the studio, uh, Joseph Bartopinka, son of, uh, of Judy Bartopinka. And uh, Judy was a Republican, but um, it's very interesting. On the cover of the book that we have here in the studio, and we're going to talk more about the book in, in, after a quick break, um, you have a quote from President Barack Obama um, saying that Judy was blunt, pragmatic, unfailingly cheerful and energetic, and always willing to put politics aside to find common sense solutions that make a difference for the people of Illinois. That's not a common theme to have that sort of bipartisan recognition. And that's what I've always admired about Judy Bartopinka, uh, your mom, uh, that that she put politics aside, bottom line, to help people, to do good for people. And and, and that's a very important lesson and and hopefully that's something that through your book uh, it will, will will live on. And I know that you're doing a lot of speaking, and uh, we'll of course share the website to make sure that people know where to find the book and read a little bit of those lessons. Um, so, what is your uh, what is your fondest memory of, of of your mom? The fondest memory of my mom was shed. I talk about this in the book. Uh, she uh, had a, she she wasn't the greatest cook, and. Um, <laughs> One she, thing that Judy Bartlett did not do well. Okay, she was not a good cook, and she uh, used to make these chocolate cakes. And she would put too many chocolate chips in these chocolate cakes, and then she'd put them in the freezer for whatever reason I don't know. And the chocolate chips would freeze, <laughs> and people would try to cut into the cake, and they couldn't get through. And she was uh, known as making the brick cake. Fascinating. Well, we're going to talk more about the book in just a moment. Just start to make a standby and listen. Get down to business. We're going to continue the conversation in just a moment. Welcome back. The show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Once again, uh, continuing our conversation with Joseph Bartzapinka, talking about a uh, new book, new-ish book, called Just Judy, a citizen and leader for Illinois. It's the story of Judy Bartzapinka. Um, and uh, Joe, you just shared a very uh, kind of comical, funny uh, story about uh, about Judy's uh, cooking, or, or perhaps that wasn't there wasn't her 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 skill set. She had a lot of others. Um, but Joe, what was uh, your mom's uh, proudest accomplishment? I think my mother's proudest accomplishment was uh, the uh, unclaimed assets program in the state treasurer's office. Uh, she she was able to get that uh, when uh, George Ryan was governor, and she made it into this thing called the cash dash, with the which the current state treasurer is still running, and it's doing even greater. It is. And it's fantastic. And, and I, I, I would encourage school teachers 
uh, the, because this book is designed for school kids and junior high school kids, maybe even freshmen in high school and even adults. But I would encourage kids to go on to the state treasurer's site and play with the cash dash and see if the family has unclaimed assets. You'd be amazed on what gets lost in today's day and age. That's a proud accomplishment, and that's certainly living on. So the book um, includes 100-plus activities, projects, and essay questions. Um, let's talk about what is, uh, what is inside that book. And I, I'm also curious about the journey in, in, in writing and actually having the book illustrated. It's, it's a fun book. It is fun. It's colorful. What's inside? Um, everything from leadership to good government, civility, perseverance, balance, integrity, heritage, advocacy, photos, references to things that she did in her life, um, activities that, that help teachers bring out issues for, for, for kids in a classroom. Um, even the, even the thing of how a law becomes a law in Illinois, which I, I still think people don't understand and, and, Shalom, honestly, it's, it's, it's a book that's based on my experience when I was a 6th, 7th, and 8th grader learning from my mother as she was learning while she was a legislator in Springfield, a state rep, a state senator. She was learning while I was learning. And this book is my way of saying, hey, learn something. So who's the audience for the book? Um, I would say it's students and, 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 and middle school students early high school students and teachers and parents. Like, for example, you know, I talk about civility and protocol. If I was a parent, I would love my kid to say, and I, and I do this with my kid now, Alexandra, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, civility. Because the most important thing mom would say is that if you can't be civil to people, then you can't form compromises. And right now I worry that in our world today, we're not being very civil to each other. Maybe this book will teach young people about the importance of civility and how it can create compromise. That is such an important lesson for students from all, um, regardless of, of geography. Certainly here in Illinois, we have fond memories. I have fond memories of of your mom and, and reading about her. And, and, and hopefully uh, people will continue to talk about Judy. And you're making sure that that happens. Tell me about the Judy Bartpinka Charitable Foundation. Well, you know, between the book and the foundation, our effort was to try to do positive things, to encourage people. We're kind of new, but the well, we just had our first Judy Award in 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 in, in um, April, and then we're working on a scholarship, and we're working on ways to find uh, to influence and to to help students as they go forward to do the right thing, and the right thing being the things that Judy believed in, which was good government, ethics, civility. And love of heritage. What what a what a great combination. What a great what great lessons to teach young people. What an incredible legacy for Illinois. And by the way, what a great time to do this. Our bicentennial year. Oh, absolutely. So, um, your mom Judy Bartpinka uh, passed on December tenth, two thousand and fourteen. And uh, and but that does not mean that her 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 memory goes away. And in fact, I think that right now through the book and through through your stories and through your through your talks. Um, you're helping that continue. There's a lot more information on the website, including ways for uh, folks to purchase the book. And I want to make sure that we direct people uh, there. Uh, Shalom, Joseph Bartopinka, please share the information. It's very simple. www.judybartopinka.org. And you can punch the little button on there on www.judybartopinka.org. And you can go to Amazon and buy the book. And there's great resources that I'm constantly adding for students, teachers, and parents. Uh, JudyBartopinka.org. Lots of resources, lots of information, including the book, Just Judy. 
Uh, Joe, thanks so much for joining Thank me you, here Sean. in the studio. Thank you very Absolutely. Much. We're powered by Tandem HR. Check them out, tandemhr.com. We'll talk to you next Sunday at 6 p.m. right here on AM560, The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.